Hey, welcome back. This is After the Fact. I'm your host, Rex McKenzie, and this is my podcast where I discuss popular culture, books, movies, graphic novels, video games, TV shows, and those stories and characters we fell in love with, what happens after the fact. Uh, that's, that's what this is all about, just kind of my own summation of where they went, whether it's the main characters or if I fell in love with supporting characters more, could be them. Uh, so it just depends on the story and, uh, and just kind of one my ramblings on that. Uh, I'm no expert, just a big fan, and uh, I just I just really like talking. So I thought I would do it to a whole audience and see if anybody else has the same kind of experience with popular culture. I know that when someone writes or pins a story that you just fall for, like on a an emotional psychological level like you just you want to you don't want it to end there's a feeling there of you lost a friend and and that's how it kind of feels like you're, you're not ready to go from that world uh i know i've had that happen many times my imagination runs wild and this is the culmination of that is this podcast uh so this is the second episode uh the subject of this episode is actually going to be a graphic novel called punk rock and trailer parks by durf back durf which is not just a pen name, but I think his real name. I don't remember. He is the author of the comic strip The City, which I know nothing about. Uh, I should do my research, seeing as he is my favorite cartoonist uh, at this time. But I fell in love with him because of this graphic novel and his other graphic novel about his time as a garbage man in his hometown called Trashed. I highly recommend both. Uh, you should go check them both out. Uh, when I get the website up for the podcast, as it you know, as I start getting things together and see if this actually gains any popularity, I will have links to everything. So just for now, though, go Google it, find it, have fun with it. Um, I don't, you know, Durf, Durf has a style all his own. The characters are drawn in such a unique way, a very just gross. Uh, lanky, nasty. I mean, they f- it fits the subject matter, but it's so there's something endearing about it. Just looking at him, it makes you laugh. He's very good with comedy, but he does strike emotion into it. There is realness to what he's discussing in each each story that he creates, and I think the characters being drawn as uniquely as they are and as kind of hideous as they are is is just it works you fall in love with the characters for that as well as their personalities uh punk rock and trailer parks is exactly as it reads just the barren back the 80s of akron ohio at the height of the recession when the rubber capital of the world went in tanked and the only thing really going for akron at the time was the punk rock scene that just kind of came out of nowhere just kind of you know emerged with these artists who didn't get a lot of recognition at the time because of bands like Styx and Journey. Uh, so you had the Ramones, you had the Clash, you know, you you had all of these crazy, crazy bands with personalities that I think could fill a whole room uh, that just didn't get a lot of recognition because of how wildly different they were from the time, the generation they were emerging. And that's as we've seen in history, doesn't always uh, mesh well with the existing generation. And I think that was the problem at the time. So a lot of anarchy, too. I don't know. The 80s were a weird time. 
But Durf definitely, <laughs> he captures this world perfectly, and he does it with a lot of humor, with a lot of grit, and a lot of emotion. You fall in love with the Baron, uh, Otto, who is the main character. He is a dork, he is a high school geek, he plays the trombone, and he happens to be eight feet tall, so he is a monster. And uh, that, on its own, is just... If that doesn't draw you in, the rest of the characters, the way he brings alive these bands uh, is just amazing. I mean, you have you get you get to fall back and see and meet Stiv Bader, Klaus Nomi, the Ramones. You meet Wendy O. Williams from the Plasmatics, Joe Strummer, Ian Dury, and it's just cool how he goes in and out. He even at the very beginning just has a full list of an, of a soundtrack you need to listen to while reading it. I read it twice without it, so my third time will definitely be with the soundtrack because he recommends that this isn't truly felt, the, the story isn't truly absorbed until you have that. And I don't know, I think, I just I just really love it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, I'm a huge fan and I'd love to make more fans of this. Uh, so I that's, that's why it's the subject of this episode, uh, mainly because when you see the Baron go from being this this teen who is at his senior year it's about time to strike out on his own and find himself as a man he's still a dork you know in that sense of the word of what it held for kids in that era you know as the 80s we had that was the time of like 16 candles and pretty in pink and these stories of there actually was cliques there were jocks and nerds and goths and emos and uh, hippies and stoners and like everybody had a group and if you fell into the dork group or the nerd group you weren't you know at that time you were just beat up bullied and there was a lot of prejudice so he had finding himself in that was hard I mean this guy's eight feet tall and he's messed with by guys half his height because they're jocks because they have the confidence that he lacks and he gains it through he gains confidence through the punk rock scene through a couple of guys that are younger than him that introduce him to this scene where he finds a middle-aged woman that is attracted to him the whole place there's a whole concert venue hall that they all become attracted to him because he fits in perfectly as this eight foot tall bouncer geek that becomes basically king of Akron for for a time and I think that's what really drew me is watching this very uh, unique situation happen that shouldn't and I think Durf really capitalizes on that for the fact that the Baron as Otto calls himself and becomes you know his nomenclature he becomes very well known with that title it is his title it is his his right it is legendary and he creates that persona and and makes it happen and and Durf Durf beautifully melds that in with this era and just coming to grips with growing up, figuring out who you are, and not giving a fuck. And it's great. So at the very end, uh, a tragedy occurs. Otto realizes that he can't go on with rock and roll. He was thinking of becoming with his band that he kind of gets started later in the book or in the story. Um, he realizes that he he dodges a bullet by not going down that road of a band life with three psychotic bandmates and that there is more to life than Akron and the Baron and that he needs to go take that persona and himself and now finally walk out in the world and become Otto, who is also the Baron, 
as a, as a man. And he decides to do that. He's going to go to Canada. And he's going to become a boat, uh, I guess like a just a, a boat worker, a boat dock worker. I'm not really sure. Like a, just a boat uh, handyman kind of. I think, I think he's going to work at a marina would be my – that was my, my thought process because it doesn't show – of course it doesn't show this. So I imagine that Otto the Baron, he – he goes into this this Canadian different world, of course, especially from Akron. He goes into Canada and kind of strikes up his own grandeur with his personality. Lots of Lord of the Rings references and nerdiness mixed with this eight foot body of of a man. And I want to say that after all his experiences, what he's learned is how to accept himself as being odd and different. And he takes that and turns it into something else. And I like to think of it as kind of like. Uh, uh, what is it? My Wet American Summer. I don't that one with the All Star. Like everybody's in it. Like Paul Rudd and uh, Bradley Cooper and uh, oh, Parks and Rec. What's her name? Um, oh no, 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 no! I really, really love her too. Uh, because she's great. Because Parks and Rec is awesome. Anyway, uh, I think My Wet Hot American Summer. I'm saying it wrong. I'm butchering something here. But I like to think of it as a continuation of punk rock and trailer parks. Kind of like how they brought that back so many years later. Or, uh, or the American Pie movies. That's a good example. So forget I said the first one. American Pie kept making the same thing, and it does get stupid and dumb. And you're like, I mean, these aren't these aren't great works of cinematic history, but they're they're entertaining and they fit, and they're still classics as they are. Uh, and and some are better than others, and they're all pretty much equally terrible. For they're not really, you know, again, they're not great works, but they're so much fun to watch. And I like to think of this. Not necessarily in the same vein. I do think this is a great work, and uh, I think that it's it's going to go down to something classic. I think he does a lot more than that, but I think in terms of the the material, I liked my thought, my imagination for this continuation, the after the fact, is Otto goes to this marina, turns it into basically the second bank, and he continues that, that same thing. So doesn't necessarily get away because I don't think you can truly get away when you grow up. I like to think that he brings a revival of maybe punk, maybe maybe going into the grunge era. He kind of like meshes well with that and kind of brings his own personality to it as it, it comes into, you know, all of those bands that came up and then, you know, switching over to like Nirvana and Blink-182 and their popularity and their height. And he, he's older, but he kind of maybe even mentors another Otto or another Baron. And uh, he does it in the setting of this lake, lots of, you know, women in bikinis and just the same kind of like that whole sex-filled, sex-crazed, hormonal, pubescent uh, time of anarchy where you are in high school. You don't have – you have a lot of freedom when you start getting older in high school, but you're still bound by the fact that you're not an adult yet. So it leaves a lot for you to do within a certain parameter, and I think he'll be the facilitator of that at this new place. That's where I see him. Just a whole nother, like, I don't know, a whole nother scene where it's, you know, grunge and, and boat docks, you know, by Durf. And <laughs> no, I, I don't know. And it's it's funny just to think of, think of it continuing and seeing him become the middle-aged woman, Ruby, who, if you read the book, you'll know who she is. That's his his uh, middle-aged uh, concubine, and uh, to say the least. No, she's just really cool, likes him. Otto is a mature for his age, but also not. <laughs> just one of those special personalities. And 
he kind of becomes that, the bartender. And I, I saw him falling in, kind of knows everything about the docks, knows how to do the boats, knows how to work on them and fix them and uh, put them into the water and do everything that he needs to do, take care of them. He's the handyman. He's the server. He's the cook. He's like, he can just do it all, kind of owns the place. And that's where he kind of spends the last of his days mentoring a new baron. And it's just the next era. And I see it being the just continuing because – you just I didn't want it to end. I enjoyed it so much. I read it so fast both times, just within a couple of hours. And uh, I'm sure I could read it less, but I, I got fixated on so many scenes, so many windows. I truly think Durf has something with the way that he writes and what he brings to it from his own life. Uh, he's He's got a unique, unique skill to bring what would seem very, very abysmal in terms of drawings. Like... <laughs> I think the characters and, the, and their faces, their features are just frightening in the coolest way. And he does he does it so well. Anyone else couldn't, but he goes above and beyond with the way that he writes this. Anyway, that's that's where I see the Baron going. Uh, I do. I see. I just see him taking off and making it his own. If you think the same, you should send me some uh, send me some love. Send me your thoughts. It is after t fact at gmail.com, A-F-T-E-R-T, fact at gmail.com. Uh, just comment whatever you think. Eventually, there'll be a Twitter. There'll be a Facebook. I'll have all those, and I'll say those instead of an email. But for now, I've got the email. Still working on this and getting it together. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. That's episode two. It's about all I got. Punk Rock and Trailer Parks, Durf Back Durf is amazing. Go read that. Go read Trashed. Uh, he also recently had... His uh, other graphic novel, My Friend Dahmer, became a TV series because of how how it impacted that whole character, uh, person, uh, entity. I don't know. Dahmer, you know, whatever you want to call him. He's a serial killer. He's a terrible human being. But uh, it, it depicted his life as how he and kind of how messed up it was, mainly because Durf actually went to school with him. So that's another interesting tidbit. If you want to go read that, I would highly recommend that before you watch the TV series, which I, I haven't seen yet. But uh, So I don't know. I don't know anything about the TV series. I can tell you that the graphic novel, My Friend Dahmer, where it all came from, amazing. Uh, but check him out. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, until next time, I, uh, this, is, this is Rex McKenzie. You've listened to After the Fact, and uh, Episode 3 will be at you soon.